Welcome to Bowties in Business, where a fashionable nerd and knowledge meet. Regardless of whether your career is just starting, steady, or stalling, join me and a collection of business and thought leaders who are experts in their field as they share their decades of first-hand real-world experience from the ground floor to the executive suite and every corner of the business world. This is the first Bowties in Business live mailbag episode, so we appreciate everybody. We want to make sure that we make the most of your time, just so you know, the call is being recorded. Uh, chat is private, and Courtney will be helping run this for me. So if you have questions that you want answered during the phone sales training piece, please jump into the chat, shoot them across, show interrupt, we'll jump in, get those taken care of. And at the end of that, we're going to open it up and have a mailbag conversation. We also have Stevie Rell on, who has been part of our CRM session in this last quarter, as well as we're launching some new offers with Steve here in the coming days. You can learn more about those at timkubiak.com. And if you don't already subscribe to the podcast, please do so. It's Bowties in Business. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify, as well as a host of others. With that, we're just going to jump right into the phone sales training piece. Part of the reason that we are doing this now when we are is really a lot of workers are being forced to go remote. Haven't traditionally been remote workers. And a lot of high powered salespeople who are used to doing business face to face primarily, or at least as a part of their business, probably are grounded. They're not getting on airplanes. They're not going and meeting with their customers live. So, just some basic things to take you through. Take about 10, 15 minutes on that part, and then we'll open it up for the mailbag. Again, anybody who's joined, anybody who's listening, please, you can shoot your questions in the chat box to Courtney as we go, and we will have open mic at the end of the training portion. So, with that, we're going to get into the phone sales skills 101. A couple of things to think of as you go into it is traditionally manners matter. So a couple of things there, please and thank you. They really do go a very long way with customers, even more so when on the phone. Make sure when you're speaking that you're giving them enough time to process and reply and you're not talking over top of each other. Never make the assumption you know what they need. And this seems to be very in vogue right now where people are cold calling. And I even have it happen when people are calling me. They call me and tell me what I need. They don't know me. We haven't done business before. So if you're cold calling, you might have a great offer. But try to have a little bit of a dialogue. Because if you come in and just go with a hard pitch out of the gate, odds are that's going to be perceived badly, and it's really not going to progress. And then finally, and this is one for people that sell nationally and even internationally, be time zone aware. It's okay to call a little bit early in somebody's business day, but calling at 6 in the morning in the time zone that they are primarily based out of or calling them at 7 or 8 at night on the time zone they're based out of is just bad form. So the next part of phone sales skills that really considers set your time aside and stick to it. It's so easy, whether it's prospecting calls or follow-up calls or even checking calls with customers to get distracted and do other things. So really block the time on the calendar. Block it specifically if you have specific customers you need to go after or block it as literally a chunk of time on the calendar and own that time. Know what you're going to do. Know who you're going to contact. And just when you think you've made enough calls, whether it's in that window or at the end of the day, Use the power of one more, and I really, really believe in this. Make one more call, because every day you make one more cold call, one more follow-up call, 
those will grow in themselves and become one more call to close the deal, one more opportunity overall. The other thing is it's a good idea to break up your day, depending on how much talk time, how many customer conversations you're having in the day. Break it up. Break it up by call type. Make sure you have some time to do proper follow-up. If you're doing presentations and whatnot at the end of them, don't just run from one call to the other. And the other tip I would give you on setting the time aside and stick to it is avoid the email trap. I know there's a huge industry out there that uses email to sell. Everybody does in some ways. But to actually have live conversations with customers, email is great for follow-up. It's great for mass marketing prospecting. It's a great way to keep people informed and communicate with. But it never replaces the real conversation. And if you're one of the people that's been forced remote or forced to work over the phone rather than face-to-face with clients you're used to it, don't fall into the habit. Other things to consider is background noise. Less of an issue sometimes, but public places. And I know I'm guilty of it myself. I often work from airline clubs and airports. Warn people up front if you're doing that. Hey, I apologize for the background noise. Again, it goes back to the manners concept. However, one of the things you need to do is also be aware of an office space. If it's your own office, that's one thing. But if you're in a client's office, another person's office, you have to be aware of the ears that are around you. And you should do that as well in a public place. And then finally, Cube Farm. I'm a worst case scenario here. I am a loud talker. So I'm a nightmare in a Cube Farm. I actually grew up in a bullpen environment, which was essentially desks, no separators, and just a din of noise. And it was, you know, it was not a... Um, war room type setup necessarily you know what we were selling was legitimate but it was loud there was always background noise and you have to take that into consideration both personality wise but also technology wise um headsets different things have noise canceling on them can drown the vast majority of that out so it's a better environment for your client today so many people are working from cell phones and soft phones so cell phones are what we all know to be soft phones may be a client that you're Companies provided you that works like a desk phone that you're either using off your computer or off of your cell device itself, and it gives you connectivity like you're in the office. One of the things you need to make sure is do you have adequate signal? So if you're relying on data signal, A, make sure you know what your plan is, but B, make sure you have enough signal that it goes there. And if you're using Wi-Fi, you want to make sure that you understand the bandwidth. Along those lines, if you're using an iPhone or an Android as a primary calling device and you have Wi-Fi calling on, you need to understand that on most networks where a commercial-grade voice call will be given what they call prioritization and the call will stay clear, when you're working from home, if someone in your house starts gaming, streaming 14 movies, watching YouTube, and seven other things at the same time, odds are you don't have that quality of service turned on and it's going to degrade your call and you're either going to get jitter or you're going to get the voice clarity dropping out. So keep that in mind. And then make sure you've plugged in. Headsets go dead a lot faster than you ever expect. Make sure you've charged your battery and be prepared in advance. And cars are the worst case scenario. If somebody takes somebody else's car and the Bluetooth auto connects to drive away with your call plugged in. Finally, we're going to come to cadence and clarity here, and I speak fast, but you need to speak clearly and at a pace that's not rushed for you, right? I'm not saying everybody has to speak at, you know, broadcaster pace speaking. Be yourself, be authentic, but do be aware of it that if you're going 1,000 miles an hour, 
sometimes you're going to have to slow down and repeat yourself or your message may not get clearly received. On the technology front, mic position. If you're using a boom mic or a gaming headset or whatever, make sure the mic's in the right place. Test it. Most programs, most conferencing programs actually will let you do that at the beginning. You know, and then have an upbeat voice. Nobody likes to talk to someone who sounds like Eeyore from Pooh. Don't have to fake it. It's not a smile in a mirror to make sure you're smiling back at yourself kind of thing like the old school ways. Be genuine about it, but do try to have an upbeat perspective. And then finally, have business-related talking points. Don't just call to check-in. Now, times, times are different now. It's a little bit strange. It's fine to check in with someone and make sure they're well and their family's well. But generally speaking, have a real reason for your call. Plan more calls than you think you're going to need. Work on, use this time to work on growing your contacts. So rather than just calling your usual suspects, your friends, your best customers, and everything else, reach out, expand your network, and then build your relationships differently. Now, one example is right now for many people, business is bad. So look at how you can help your customers rather than just making the sale. Look at how you could truly help them help their business, offer resources, offer ideas and insight where it's appropriate. If things are booming on the opposite end of the spectrum, and that is the case in some industries right now, know that and have that ready and going as well. You know, so be ready to help them out, be ready to move quickly, and remember that a little goodwill will go a long way. So with that, we're going to kind of quickly move into listening skills. I'm trying to be very aware of time here, so we're going to move super fast. We'll do a longer session on them. So listening skills for the professional. First of all, ask a question and shut up. Let the customer talk. Don't talk over them. Don't assume what they're going to say. Give them the time to respond. Give them the time to expand. That extra second of pause, it'll soon be normal and not uncomfortable. So just let them go. Make sure that they're there. If it's a question they ask, you know, something that requires a response, by all means, jump in and respond. Remember, this is not about you when you're talking and making phone calls. It's really about what your customer needs. So ask questions that will clarify and then repeat them back. Put them into your own words, paraphrase. Make sure that you have true perspective on what they're doing. And finally, using mute is your superpower. So one of the things you can do to stop yourself from jumping in too quickly, if that's a tendency you have, mute yourself. That way you have to unmute every time you're going to speak. It's a good habit. It limits background noise, but it also forces you to listen and then make a physical motion of turning your phone and your microphone back in an active position. And the other thing is, is do take notes. Now, I'm a fan of old school paper. Some people I know do everything digitally. It really matters what you're doing and what your work requirements are for your role. But by actively taking notes, you can refer back to them and have a more meaningful conversation as well as to have the proper follow-up items there. So that's listening skills just in a quick nutshell, trying to keep everything down for time. Uh, voicemail, some very simple things we're going to cover because voicemails are a reality. You're not going to get through most of the time, right? Very little of the time are you going to get a live person on the other end. That's why you have to plan more dials. And with that, you know, personalize it. Use who you're calling's name. Hey, Courtney, this is Tim from Venture 412, right? Say who you are. Even if you talk to the person all the time, don't make them recall your voice. You know, make sure that they know who you are and why you're calling. Again, back to the cadence. On voicemail in particular, talk slower. 
because if you're asking for something or asking for a response, you're probably trying to write it down. So make sure that you give them the time to do that. Get to the point. Don't leave a rambling three-minute message when it should be 30 seconds. And then finally, leave your phone number twice. It's a really good practice. So at the end of the call, leave your phone number. And then the way I do it, just as an example, is you can reach me at 914-772-7637. Again, 914-772-7637. Gives them a chance to write it down without having to rewind your message. So. That's it for voicemail today. Again, the listening and the voicemail ones will be doing a longer training on an upcoming episode. It'll also be on YouTube and the blog at timkubiak.com. And with that, thank you very much for being here today. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We put out fresh content every Tuesday. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, tell your friends, and share on your own social media accounts. Want us to see what you have to say? It's a BYOB kind of party. Bring your own bow tie. So hashtag bring your own bow tie. Our listeners are important to us. After all, it's you we create this content for. With that in mind, we're doing a mailbag episode once a quarter. If you have suggestions, ideas, or questions you'd like answered, email us at mailbag at bowtiesandbusiness.com. This show is produced, edited, and researched by Courtney Kubiak with the help of her rescue dogs, Tequila Rose and Rooney.